tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone. Watch Buddha go. <laughs> this ad's brought to you by Mode Healthcare. And our guest today is already wearing the shirt, so you'd almost think he works for them. But um, don't we all? Mode Healthcare is a modern healthcare practice specializing in helping you get back to the things you love. You hear that, Ben? Chris, Jack? Yeah. They do this through using plant-based therapies and the expert knowledge of their specialist doctors who have prescribed and treated over 10,000 Aussies who are putting their health first. Wow. Booty. One of those is my wow. partner who's been using the CBD oil. Yep. Ben and uh, Jack can attest to it as well, can't they? Yes. <laughs> the Am I working very good. <laughs> so modehealthcare.com.au forward slash reapers will get you a $50 discount if you want to um, see if you're eligible to get on board this mode train, which I suggest. To get the MediHealth, uh, is it Medi- what are they Tele- called? The telehealth. Um, any doctors, whether you're located in Western Australia, you can visit them in person in Dunsborough or you can get uh, – hook up an appointment with the doctor anywhere in Australia and they'll look after you. That's right. Get on board. Support those who support the podcast. All right. And also today we're proud to represent Manscaped. My balls are feeling absolutely cherry ripe at the moment. I can vouch for that. His balls are feeling cherry ripe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Manscaped 4.0. Yes. And we've even got the new Manscaped boxes. Yes. Have I'm, you worn them yet? No, I haven't. Every day's a holiday. I mean, yeah, I'm wearing them right oh, now. I, I, <laughs> usually I'm more of a commando man, but uh, <laughs> we're in the Manscaped boxes. Your balls breathe. Yeah. So code word Reapers for 20% off your entire order with Manscaped. Sort of nutshell, excuse the pun. You can basically have some good plant-based medicine and have the best balls in town if you look. Thanks to the Reapers. Yeah. Smash the code. All right, let's jump straight in. That's a blind press there. Hey, 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 even Cheers, though I've seen boys. you already, but congratulations and all the accolades are coming your way. Another first round finish. Unbelievable. Yeah, awesome. It's good fun. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Mate, it's good to be back. Like Normally we have to wait like a month to be reunited with yeah, our Yeah, because of the double cock in your ass. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, no quarantine's been pretty cool. We were back in the gym on Tuesday. <gasps> Zero cocks in us since home. Zero, yeah. Zero. Well... Not in that regret way. <laughs> well, so you fought on the Sunday Singapore time and then you, you yeah, were back in the gym back. on we, Tuesday. Yeah, we left pretty much Monday morning. So we left the first flight out Monday morning. 
Seen the dude at home. the airport. Saw him at the airport. It was my favourite bit of the whole weekend. I know, it was real cool. <laughs> he was so he happy. Was, yeah, he was happy. Respectful dude. How come he was Couldn't so happy? Speak a word of English, but <laughs> I don't know. He's just—he's just like he's that. A happy dude, the happiest Russian I've ever met. Yeah, because normally after a loss, someone will like—not that you've experienced one in UFC yet—but you can see most people they can't hide from their disappointment. But this guy was just like all smiles. Eh? Yeah, was that his last fight, or I don't know, on his contract sure. or something? Or I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, I'm not sure. He was. Yeah, I don't know. He saw him. He was happy. I think he was just a respectful guy. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I, I love your guy's attitude because I remember when we were down south all staying together at Brody's and your words, I kept thinking of it as you were walking out for the fight, how you were like, you got a Dagestani wrestler, you're like, you got to get one soon enough, so yeah. you might as well get one early. It was just the fight. I just kept thinking of your voice saying that. Like, you just were not worried about it whatsoever. It was just good to get one of the resume. Yeah, 100%. It's <laughs> awesome. He's like the most, that sort of style is probably the most dominant style at the moment. Yeah. Does only, I don't know, the, it was three and a half minutes or something like that. But is there a bit of you that wanted a bit more to feel more wrestling or did you feel enough with that anaconda? Or yeah, no, to be honest, I've always, I want to sort of get in and get out as quickly as possible. I'd rather take the least amount of damage. Eh? So yeah. that was pretty much perfect for me. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> tester of Dagestani wrestling. Yeah, yeah. One and little I, bit. I think people underestimate him. Like we definitely, well, I, I don't know if Jack did, but I definitely didn't think he'd be as good as he was in the, the initial grappling exchanges. And, Ramazan? Uh, yeah. I think he's a really good wrestler. And I think um, it's it stood Jack in pretty good stead to feel what a really strong wrestler in his division feels like. And um, it's good to get that so much um, experience from such a short fight. Yeah. And, and so many things that we've already like picked over and stolen some things from and evolved our style a little bit from. And yeah. For, for it to only go two minutes 20 and to have so much takeaway from Is it. Is that what it was? 220? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. gave you an extra minute of work in there, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was an epic, like, first. I, I like, kind of classed it as Jack's UFC debut because uh, no disrespect to Pete, who Jack fought in Anaheim. I don't think Pete was UFC level. I love you, so, Anaheim. So um, we love you, Anaheim, okay. so much. I never so, want to yeah. go back there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it was really like Jack's official like test. There's a the the level in the UFC. Ramazan's been there for a long time, and he's been a world champ. And you know he's a good fighter. Whatever people want to say world about champ him. At? M1 Global. So MMA, old, yeah, MMA Holy world fuck. champion. He's a combat sambo world champion. You know he's he's a very experienced grappler and, and martial artist. So it was a great. He's had 25 fights. Fucking oath. You think about how big Russia is and how many of them cunts wrestle and shit yeah. for him to be the best. Yeah. At, like, ooh, to have won a title. So yeah, it's a great. Lots of positives from that. You know, I'm I'm actually glad it happened in hindsight. When you when you're standing did. across from him in the cage and Ben as coach, you're in the corner. Like I know you guys have your you guys worry about what you're doing when you're training. You kind of cover all bases, but when you know you're up against a Dagestani wrestler or a Russian wrestler with that experience, when you're and you're strong with your striking game, when you're standing there, is there any little bit of you that's hesitant to be your natural self, knowing there's a takedown coming at you, or you just block all that out and you just no, got? Yeah, to be honest, I was super confident. I was thinking like I. You envision standing in front of him for so long and then like when it comes down to it, you just get to a point where I feel like I was going to be able to out-wrestle him really. I was confident that <laughs> I would be able to out-wrestle him. And he's basically, was, he's licking his lips. Oh, yeah. licking his <laughs> I was probably too confident, I think. Like I stepped in definitely. When we watch it back, I step in way too deep with my shots, which is 
not a good idea against a wrestler. Like I think at the when he got me down, I literally stepped on his foot to try and get in and land a hard shot, <laughs> which wasn't idea. And he grabbed me straight away. And but he was just one step ahead of me basically the whole time in the grappling. Yeah. Do you think is that what a lot of fighters? Because I seem to think when you listen, or sorry, when you listen back to fighters when they've come across similar sort of wrestlers. Is that in the back of their mind? They're waiting for that level change, and they don't sometimes don't do their natural. They're kind of hesitant a bit because they're waiting to react to the takedown. That's or, m- probably more a Jack question than me because I only see it from the outside, and I only know what I think Jack's thinking. But I, I back Jack's wrestling against anyone, and I'm sure Jack does too. So I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you might change like the Jack doesn't throw big stupid shots anyway, so he's not going to start doing that. Um, but if you're technical, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think. I don't know if Jack yeah, echoes I, those sentiments. Yeah, I just try and be as confident as possible. Like when it's actually in there, I just try and think that I am better than them at wrestling and I don't need to change my game at all. Yeah. Because you do see when, if you're too um, nervous about the wrestling, you won't be able to get your strikes off and then you, I guess your game would just go to shit. How much uh, tape of him had you watched? Like had you seen him try that Anaconda before or what's his subs normally? Um. No, we watched a lot of tape and a lot of it was just that jump into the single leg and he got me yeah. with it straight off the bat. So that's what he normally does, that? <laughs> yeah, he do, he draw, he, yeah. He's got a bit of a different technique to to what we, what most people learn for wrestling, I suppose, in that he goes both knees to the ground, which is very immobile, but he's like baiting you to make the next move and, and backing himself to know what you're going to do. Like you've probably only got a certain amount of options and he's waiting for you to take one of them and he's yeah. got something for that. So, cause what, uh, it, when, sorry, sorry. Yeah. When he shot, did you, you did the one eighty, and then the, like the bicycle kick. Hey, yeah. I tried to push his head away and then straight away put my, he's really good at grab the hip and then put my foot to hit my hip. Yeah. So he still had connection so to he you. Connection he was tight all the time. I tried to fight the grip. He was just a step ahead of me. And then I just tried to, my hips were outside here. So I just tried to hit a roll. And normally I can get that and come up on top and straight away just grab that wrist and like control the leg. He was just like a step ahead basically the yeah. whole time. But I, I, was, ju- I, I remember felt, it now you're saying. I just remember. I felt all right. I felt good. Like I didn't feel in danger even when the choke was on. Really? I realised he was just a step ahead and I was just sort of waiting for my time. Yeah. Were you actually waiting for him to flip you over? Or? No, I was just trying to fight the hands and get my – like just trying to get the chin free. Yeah. And then as soon as like I, my chin was sort of not – it wasn't around my neck, so I was actually okay. And then I rolled, and then I was just trying to fight the grip. But it wasn't too deep. My chin was always like down, down. Yeah, but could you feel the it. blood? Because it was would have been like a bit of blood choke too. Hey, not really. It was no? honestly, I felt fine the whole the whole time I was breathing. I thought this he squeezed, and I could feel that he was squeezing really hard. You can't so pick like, it up on the broadcast, but he actually grunts like really loudly. He, at one fun. point, he goes. <laughs> Squeeze, <laughs> like he's on the squeeze and he's grunting hard. Couldn't, couldn't get any more. I think he just blew his. He thought this is my moment. Blew like, his arms out and went for it, which I respect. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then when you got out, I was watching with my chick in America. We had like big screen set up, and when you stood up, because she was like, "Oh my god, oh my god," she even knew that it looked like it was more trouble yeah, than what you obviously yeah. were in. It looked yeah on TV, sure. and then you stood up, you just took two deep breaths, and I was like, "Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> and she was like out of her bed like watching and you just went to work <laughs> but you could see in your face you just took two breaths you're like it's pain time <laughs> and then what was that feeling like you just knew that 
It's, did you, could you see kind of his arms were gassed once he stood up? He kind of was a little bit defeated that he didn't get you in that moment. And you, yeah, for sure. At that point, I knew he's just, he's pretty like he's got a slow style. So I knew at that point I'd just re- like had a wrestling exchange with him, and I f- I knew he was a step the whole time. But I felt like I knew what he was, his steps were in front of me. He's like in that like I knew, I felt fine. Yeah. So then I was just like, I get back to the feet and just try and put it on him. Like try and make it a fast fight again. Cause like all he's going to do is probably shoot again. And then we're just going to have a, I feel like that would have happened every time. We would have just scrambled. I would just got to back to my feet for three rounds straight. <laughs> Basically I was fit. I was ready to go. So I just thought, get up and try and put the hands on him. I don't remember like Jack's eyes were blood red for the whole training camp. Cause we squeezed his head like for months. We start in deep submissions like, yep. and, and we, so what we do is we start deep in the submission. If you get insta-tapped, like we draw it back a little step. and So it's as tight as it can be without you like going unconscious in, in, or being, breaking your arm. And that's where we start a lot of our <laughs> sessions from. It's some serious so training. Yeah. But you, it, <laughs> it takes in worst case and relaxing. Then, and you've yeah. got to have full position. faith in the dudes that you're training with in those scenarios yeah. um, because it, it's dangerous. But it gives you the level of comfort and confidence in those positions that I get out of these things every day. Yeah. There's nothing different going on here. Who's got the deathless grip in the gym when you're starting in Toby that? <laughs> they're all, they're, to be honest, everyone has a strong, like Rod's got a strong grip. Yeah. Pablo's got a strong grip. Yeah. Do you Macca? notice? <laughs> yeah, Macca's got a strong grip. Some people, you, you f- feels like their wrists are sharper than others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just sure. the angles they get yeah. on it or something, eh? Because what was that conversation when we were down south and you had a little bit of a red eye? And that was oh, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you were just like talking about how you've nearly – what were you saying? No, because oh, I've never gone out because I, I tap too quick because I'm a pussy. But yeah. <laughs> Jack's just like nodded. He's like, I, I think I asked him if he'd been out before and he just nodded like, yeah, not, not my first up. barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Like five times this week. Because yeah. <laughs> And what I think is beautiful to watch is the body shots. Like you're the master at you, your boxing's getting well well renowned at the moment within the MMA circles. Everyone's talking about your boxing, how good it is, and they're putting you up there as one of the best awesome. boxers in the um, in the UFC at the moment. Which you probably you've seen a few of those sort of articles and those mentions yeah. online. But how much do you reckon those body shots? Like you don't see you don't see too many devastating body shots. It's usually more straight to the head, eh? Yeah. You don't see many people go to the body. They, yeah. You normally see someone shelled up against the cage and some guy just throwing haymakers at the head, <laughs> hoping that one gets through. But Ben has like instilled into me hitting the body and it's something that I just do. I feel like my, my, my combinations are pretty much coupled to the head, coupled to the body. Share around. Because that first, it was a liver blow, was it? Was that one straight? Yeah. It looked like you could see when it just shut oh, him man. down. Yeah, it, was it wasn't cool. a massive show. It was just right on that spot. It was just like just drilling it a lot, just like that, getting the right angle. How that big is, is that? Like, you know, you've got a dartboard and there's the bullseye. It's, yeah, it's like that. Fist, eh? Yeah, oh. like, like a Can you hit the 25 or you got to go the 50? To put someone down like that, you've got to hit that's the perfect. Yeah, yeah. The 50. That's perfect. <laughs> I, me- I remember when we did cast uh, my back to the Danny Green podcast, early days of Green Reapers. I remember he mentioned that there's nothing more devastating than a liver or kidney shot. Yeah. And you, you like vomit after it, like if you get if you get it well executed. Yeah, you, there's not much you can really do. Like it would definitely, I guess you can roll to the floor and then roll to guard and just hopefully they don't come on top, but it does shut your body down. Yeah, it's like you you can watch boxers like for 36 minutes pound each other in the head. I know, I know they've got 
bigger gloves on or whatever, but they're only eight ounce, so it's only double and for whatever that means. Um, but one well-placed body shot, not even hard, will put someone away. Or at the very least, like, make them think twice about wanting to continue it in yeah. a fight. So I don't understand why people would break their hands on someone's head when you can hit them once softly in the liver and, and end the fight there and then. So I've never understood it, why people don't do it. Yeah. But How long we- may it continue? <laughs> we'll just do it. How come we don't <laughs> see more um, kicks to the liver that knock people? Is it because it's your elbows are kind of defending and break a lot of it? Or yes, Yeah. I think like takedowns are a big deterrent because when you kick the body, all you've got to do is put an arm across yep. to, to trap that leg. So I think a lot of – unless you're really good at kicking, I would suggest don't kick like in MMA. Okay. You keep your feet on the floor because you're easier to knock over when you're on one leg. Yeah. But if you're a good kicker like Mini T or some, or a world champ or you've got good kicks, kick. But if you're average at kicking, I don't know why you'd ever throw a kick in MMA. It's crazy to me. Yeah, fair. Good so point. I think that that's why you don't see as much like free kick. And also like a foot, little bone on a foot to an elbow, that's broken bones on foot for the rest of the fighters. So it's a high stakes thing to do. Yep. Body kicks particularly. Yeah. What was the feeling like uh, after the win? Like you weren't surprised? Obviously, as, a, as a team, were you, did you have time to celebrate? Yeah, we did. Like the initial moments always nice. Just like, because I feel like I was 100% confident that that would happen. The boys probably were as well. But just for it to actually come through is always like it's a sick moment. It's like, And just that noise in the arena and stuff. Like it's, it was like one of those moments in life that, you know, honestly, I, I wish I was Jack. Like that's on, being honest. Like everyone who coaches is lying if they say they didn't want to be the man in the middle, <laughs> you know. And, and I can't imagine what Jack must have felt because I think I've got the next best feeling yeah. like, um, with the boys. Um, so I can't imagine how Jack must have felt because it even brought a smile. From I mean, I was very reserved in my celebration. I must have <laughs> afterwards. But inside you're dancing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I actually screened up a photo. I think maybe Josh, Jack's brother, put up that photo of you guys. I said... You know it's a good day when Ben's actually cracked a smile. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were glowing. It was a Mate, it 20% was, yeah. smile over. You know, yeah. That's ecstatic. Mate, what about the UFC footage of me, Josh and Ryan jumping up? For the, yeah. yeah. I was hoping I'd be a bit more composing. <laughs> I, I was just so excited for you because you could hear the pop from the TV of the Aussie crowd there to support oh. you and Jake and all your boys flying over to scene during the week, like Brody and Dodds in that yeah. and all your partner. and all. It just, It's a special feeling for not only you guys as a – Jim, but like your friends that have been with yeah. you and family through the whole ride and like I remember your dad when we first went to Eternal, he was the biggest legend to us like Ben, you hooked us up tickets to like the Italian club On the and stage, your dad yeah. didn't know us at all, well, we didn't even know you at that stage and like he's like so welcoming to us in the box that he had and he, you can just say you just come from a really good family and it's cool to see that on the big screen, everyone's getting that journey with you and celebrating together. Yeah. 100%. I feel like sport just brings people together like yeah. that. Like no, nothing else does. High yeah. stakes moment. Yeah, it's cool to see you yeah. growing and they're all coming with you. How yeah. long after the fight till you were reunited with all like your friends? It was probably like the fight is 10, 30. I don't think I didn't see them until like 6.30. So 10.30 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. And then the you boy, caught up with them all that out. night? We did our thing. We had to go do some stuff after the fight, then went back, watched the fights, and then we just sort of the boys just went and got a feed and Michelle and then we saw everyone later. Yeah. Just awesome, eh? So good. That would have all been so pumped, eh? Cause yeah, and it's cool because like because of all the fight shows and the fights Jack's had in Australia and in Perth, 
like the gym people know the Jack's mates and Josh's mates and, and they're all kind of like intermingling. So there was different groups of people that probably would never have known each other before, but because of the gym and Jack and the, yeah. there's like a, just a massive group of mates like yeah. that have all sort of come together under, under that same banner of supporting Jack. I want to know as well, behind the scenes, you often hear the commentators talk about the fighters meeting. Yeah. What is that about? The fighters meeting, you yeah. go basically just sit down. Is that, is that what it is? They're yeah, when, the, when, when the Bisping and DC Yeah, you just sit down and chat to the commentators. Like all the blue corners or? Nah, one-on-one. Like you, I would sit there in front of like oh, Bisping, DC. Because I was thinking how they – yeah, because I thought it was like a group thing. And I was, nah, yeah, nah. yeah, when you do that, <laughs> when's that? What, the week before. What, so they get info on you? Yeah, they basically just you go in there and they ask you questions just so they understand like – who they did you have? Bisping, Bisping DC, John Anik and Megan Olivia, like all of them. In like a panel. It's like a, a job interview. Like, yeah. Do you, does Ben go in with you? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and Timmy, Timmy were in there. This time. <laughs> and, That's um, it. It's actually, it's more nerve wracking than I thought it would be. Eh? Yeah. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they want you to basically put yourself out there. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And you want to be reserved, yeah. but you also want to let them know that what you've got. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So then they've got their homework done. And they can yeah. talk about you while you're fighting. Yeah, Basically. there's a lot, a lot that goes into commentating that people probably wouldn't understand. Like, there's a lot of research. I just, I'm lucky because when I do commentary, I've matched the fights and I know quite a lot about the fighters, so I can get away with not having to do that much work. But if you're not in, directly involved, there's a lot of research to do, a lot of footage to watch. Yeah, like, if you want to be good at it. Yeah, yeah. So these guys spend a lot of time making notes. Did you yeah. feel this um, pay per view being on the main card, the build up to it during fight week, there was a lot more. Uh, expectations and stuff you had to do, like outside of getting ready for the fight. Did they? Did you find you were getting pulled to do more media and things like that? Or Not was really. Similar? Not really. It was pretty much the same. There wasn't much anything different that we had to do last time. I think Jack's always had quite a lot of media for a new UFC guy. Obviously, the, being from Australia, there's a lot of smaller pool of guys, um, and Jack's obviously come in hot with a bit of hype. So he's always done a little bit more media. I remember Tim saying you get a little bit more media than most sort of newcomers would. So I think you're kind of used to it. Just, yeah. just it set the standard from early as to what it would be. And it, it was very similar. I think yeah, he spoke just, to everyone the same. Yeah, there is like every, probably every day leading up to the fight, except weigh-in day, there is some media obligations, but they're not too, they're like, they make the schedule nice so it's not too bad. It's probably like an hour and a half a day. Yep. Some sort of media stuff every day. <laughs> it's all in the same spot as well. So you just so, like yeah. in the hotel. So you yeah. Just go Is that there. a cool environment in the hotel? Do you run into many of the other people on the car? Yeah, it's cool. It I, is like cool. It. I like it. It's like, I, yeah, it's cool. Because is everyone there? Like DC, everyone's Pretty in the same. everyone. So if you go out to the restaurant, it's Breakfast, kind of like- yeah. Because bre- you get breakfast included on the room. Yeah. Like everyone's at breakfast having this buffet breakfast. So it's, yeah, it's like it's we had conversations about you wouldn't want to start a brawl in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had, um, who was there? John Hackleman was on the table next to us. Ch- uh, Chuck's old trainer. And yep. you had Glover Texera on the table next to him. And, you know, everywhere you look, there was just cauliflower ears and testosterone yeah was there a lot of aussies in this in the crowd like did you, was it noticeable it was so i think they said that it was like 10 percent aussies <laughs> so like, like decent dc especially when aussies are loud and not loud as it is compared to like the asian crowd yeah so the aussies were like it was cool eh? yeah man, it couldn't have asked for a better start to a card from an australian point of view your clinic you put on and then Jake Matthews yeah. looked fucking unbelievable. Yeah. He looked like a new version. Yeah. So you felt the crowd really humming yeah. after those two fights. It set the card up to be sure. 
It was one of the best cards in a long, long time. It was and good. it was a little bit of a sleeper in the lead up, if you yeah. might might agree. Like I feel I'd like it kind of went under the radar a little bit. I'd seen people slating it online, yeah. like saying, oh, what a shit card they put on in Singapore. Really? Um, I think when the Whitaker fight fell off. But it was actually from top to bottom. I mean, the bonus thing, like Jack missed out on a bonus on his first fight, which to me was unfair, but I kind of understood it um, with the level of opponent that he was fighting. There was other people that maybe did things not quite as impressive against better people. Um, but this time around, I was worried because the body shot's so perfect and technical <laughs> and it's not necessarily what people want to see. Like they want to see blood and guts. And they, you know, it, it takes a lot to understand what actually happened and, and how good that shot actually was. Yeah. Um, so I was worried that it might sort of slip under the radar again because there were so many stoppages yeah. on the card. But um, Dane was at his son's 21st and was obviously feeling a bit generous. So uh, everyone who got a stoppage got a bonus. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Um, and then again this weekend with the latest exactly, card, yeah, yeah. same thing. Oh, did he do that again, did he? There's everyone got more finishes this week. Yeah. yeah. Most knockouts in, in UFC yeah. history, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How was that dude's um, fake sunburn? What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I, he obviously had some sort of heat pack or... Something on there. I'm just glad I hit the other yeah. side. Yeah. Hey? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if there was a pre-existing condition. Like you hit anyone in any, probably in any weight division, that perfectly in the liver, they're going to fall on the floor. You know? Yeah. Was um at that the after the after party um was Yuri there? Yeah, I heard a, some he's, stories. He's a wild man. Funny dude. Hey? Yeah. What was he doing? When I got there, he was just sort of sitting there with his mate, and Tim wanted to get a photo with us. And so Tim went up to him and was like, can we get a photo? And he was just having a, he was having a cigarette. So he was like, no, I'm having a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and just sat there looking Real stoic. the balcony. Like, his face was literally blue. Fuck. Like he'd been battered. I'd imagine he put the cigarette out on his forehead too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, tough. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's done. And he flicked it. <laughs> so they were a mad crowd as well because I think they're all football fans, like football, like, hooligans yeah so it was all like they were all singing like chanting his name like football style and stuff at the end when he was walking out and stuff the, a mad bunch of uh, is he czech, czech. czech yeah czech guys <laughs> is he big, nice big as pie, like real nice guy big unit were you next to him like Matt, yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah big dude that was an insane fight like i mean i don't know what the odds were for him to win by submission but it would have been paying pretty good it would have been <laughs> 1600 to one or something like yeah. that yeah Especially Insane. a fifth round submission for yeah. you, it'd been off the charts. Eh? So, did you get to watch that? Were you home back at the hotel we, by that yeah, time? Yeah, we pretty much watched that whole fight back at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole card, man. With even the um, Shevchenko fight, like all of it. And then Joanna. Yeah. With the spin was fucking back fist. Like, there was theater from top to bottom. So, I feel like everyone gets a rub off that. Like, because it's talked about so much, yeah. like everyone gets some yeah. like bit of popularity through it, and it just kind of brings everyone up together. Yeah, the way yeah. he was in our changing room, like the night, the what, what was it? The same day, don't you? Or was it the day before? It was the day. Oh, after it was the Saturday, the yeah. There's a because we had the, the that whole day. Um, yeah, she is fucking scary, mate. Like, like the power she possessed. No, she no her sure. presence is real nice. Like she's a proper like Chinese sort of reserved person, but kicking the pads and everything she does is bad intentions and yeah. makes a lot of noise. Like she is a beast. <laughs> Straight after the way in the first thing she had was a double whopper. Fuck off. Literally the first thing. With cheese? Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she oh, that's that so good. It. Has like, she got so interesting, any English? 
Uh, I don't remember I don't speaking so, to them. Yeah. They, they keep themselves to themselves. Like we're, it's funny having the Aussies in there and we're throwing the rugby ball around, putting music on. Like it's dead quiet when you go in there. <laughs> we just bang some tunes on, get the, the ball going. And, and we try and like talk to the other people and that's just who we are, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we had a lot of Chinese in, in the corner this time who, who aren't really like that. So they make a little bit of an effort and they're very polite, but you can tell they're not into it. Weren't they us. loving it when you were like dropping Tupac and throwing the ball around? Nah, not really. <laughs> well, not, not outwardly anyway. Maybe they're not allowed to show it. But, um, yeah. Do you no, feel like she'll do it? Do you reckon um, she'll have a second run at the belt again? Oh, I'm pretty sure she'll beat Carla Esparza. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think Carla Esparza is like... I don't know what happened in that last fight. I never watched it, but yeah, I've never ranked her when I've watched her as, as a world champ, but she's done it. She's yeah. got the belt. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and um, Joanna, did you Amazing. see her? She's like brings her this mad she's happy cool. vibe to fight week, like around the hotel. She's She loves it. She's, yeah. On, yeah. she's on top of the world. She's cool, man. She is cool. <laughs> real cool. And was there anyone the opposite end that were real sort of no. to themselves and not I don't willing? I think so. No, not, not really. really. Pretty. And how about in that fighters meeting? Are they all pretty friendly? And Yeah, they are friendly. It's funny that DC, like the first fighters meeting we went into in Anaheim, DC really pissed me off because he didn't look up from his phone the whole time he was there. Fuck off. Yeah, he called children. Yeah. And then I was just, I was a bit like, you're a cunt, mate, because spend your time. You know, you're here to do a job. Um, but this time he was a little bit more engaged. And, uh, you know, I guess you've got to earn, earn your respect sometimes. And Yeah. Is that him kind of flexing? Like, I don't know if it's just him. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's busy. He's a fucking superstar now. And he's yeah. so. Did you um, see how that fighter sort of. Uh, had issues with him uh, no, I didn't, on the I, weekend. I, I, did, I didn't really. So know. DC had a little dude who was a wrestler, Darren Wynn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but his body shape just didn't match up with the other. Yeah, guy. he's tiny. Yeah, and um, the other guy beat him, and then kind of had words like "should have picked me" or something. Yeah, you backed the wrong pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but DC actually handled it pretty well. He's like, "You didn't just beat me. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's your issue with me? I don't make picks." So, but yeah. DC finds himself in some similar situations of people, like maybe because he's a little bit outspoken. Well, and hearing that, I understand why now. Yeah, because he must have a little bit of that. Like if he's in a fighters meeting and he's just buried his hand in his phone, that's pretty uncool. Right? Yeah, I think that's really uncool to be yeah, honest. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know. Yeah. By the end of it. Yeah. You know, Was Laura Senko there? Yeah. She cool. She's really cool. She's, uh, yeah, me and she is cool. Ryan Gray is the biggest like fanboy going around. <laughs> he had the best week, you know. He saw all, all these people getting photos of everyone and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> That's sick. I feel like I'd be a little bit like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not who I am, but f- he loved it. It's like Disneyland for Ryan Gray. You know, all these these people he's been watching on TV for years, and yeah, you know, yeah. he likes to get amongst it. He, um, so we were sitting by the pool one day and a good friend of mine, John Gooden, who does a bit of commentary and broadcast work for the UK side of the UFC. Um, we were having a chat and he obviously knows Laura cause they're in the media stuff. So he, she came and sat with us and had a chat for, we chat for about an hour in the end. She's actually a super cool, very knowledgeable about the sport. Yeah. She fights. Um, yeah, she's actually really cool. So that was interesting to see some of these people like out of their professional roles. Yeah. Just- I wonder why she never kept fighting. She'd be so marketable. And she looks pretty good. I saw her fight. And she does, yeah, she does seminars. They hate us of seminars and things, doesn't she? Don't know. I guess she they run yeah, a busy schedule. Like the UFC is always on the go, isn't it? So yeah. it's hard to be like in one spot. And I guess she's a bit older. Eh? Time. I don't even know how old she is. I feel like those people behind the mic. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that media would pay pretty well. I reckon she's in a good position with Uncle Dana. 
Yeah, but they never put her on the cards or anything. Like she's always she's on the show, like roaming reporter kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right? she does contender series, which is just coming back. Yeah, um, she did he, do one of the post fight things. Out she does. The back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives her pretty good like exclusive interviews as well. I reckon that would help monetize her YouTube and things. Yeah, when Uncle Dana jumps on. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the plan now? Then so you went straight back to training on the Tuesday. <laughs> Have you been given? I know you mentioned you want to get on the Paris card, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's because my Michelle, my wife, is pregnant. So yeah, we're yeah congrats expecting on that. like end of July. So we, I did try. I sort of like pushed it past. Oh, how good did Paris be in September? And she was sort of like, <laughs> yeah. that was close, yeah. isn't it? Like, for the honeymoon, that would have been your hardest fight getting yeah, past her. So, I don't, probably not. Paris, but that's all right. Well, I still want to fight hopefully four times this year, and so I'm hoping like October, there's a date in October. So, yeah, man, what a now. year! Amazing. Kid, wedding, yeah, UFC, <laughs> doing it all, eh? Like. Yeah, a big year. Do you have to pinch yourself sometimes and take it all in because it's hard not to keep looking forward to the next thing, but. To yeah, enjoy it in the yeah, moment, it is obviously the most important part is the process and not like the. Yeah, the process is the most important part. So I feel like I'm pretty good at just enjoying the moment. Yeah. Looking for, like look forward to the next thing, but not too – don't look forward to it too much. Too you far. forget about the process. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it actually um, and, and we kind of said that the moment is what, what we do it for, but the process is what allows us to have the moment. So we can't forget that all the shit for year round, like we don't train in training camp. Like our training camp is two weeks. We go somewhere else just to be immersed in, in the fight. But training camp's three, six, five. And, and that's your job. And we rock up every day. Like I turn up every day to teach. The boys turn up every day to train. And um, that process enables us to have these amazing nights. Yep. Um, but we can't forget that we For need sure. to do that to enjoy that. Yeah. And, and if it was all like that, like that high-end stuff, it would never be that great because we'd have it all the time. So... It's really important and I'm the worst for it, for, to em- embrace it. And it was actually nice that we got to come home and, you know, I got to see my wife and kids immediately after and share it with them because my kids love it. They're like, Jack's, yeah. Jack's biggest fan. They, <laughs> they love the boys. They're in the gym all the time. They, watch, they, watch, <laughs> they watch all the fights. Um, maybe not best parenting ever, but I love it and I want my kids to love it too. My, you know, when Rod lost to Jack, Bobby, my daughter, told Nat, Mum, ring dad and tell Rod to take this guy to the ground. Like that's and she's six. So so Or I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so it was really nice for us to like get to share it with some other people. Normally it's just me and Jack in some weird hotel room fucking nowhere. With no fresh air. Yeah. So so to come back and just be free to go and enjoy the the stuff with with our with our people has yeah. been probably the best part yeah. of, of the whole experience for me anyway. That's awesome. Must feel almost that Singapore card because you didn't have to travel as far. Must have almost felt like a home ground, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess the 10% as well. <laughs> Wonder what, what percent are you calling in Anaheim of Aussies? Oh, in a low one. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> still, lo- still love it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get, get the Australian card happening. Yeah. There, that, that, is ha- that will start maybe end of this year, but definitely first quarter next year latest yeah. so there's so much talks about yeah do you find cool. um there's a trickle effect now that like when you get back to the gym what is the morale just at an all-time high amongst the members when you come return you guys return you get back into it it motivates the young fighters coming up to do the extra yards and aspire to what you're achieving 
Yeah, I hope so. And I feel like it does. I feel like it just sort of shows that like anyone can do it and like you don't need anything more special than what we've got at the gym that you can definitely if you want to do it, you just gotta put the work in and just keep Yeah. It. And they say there's really no stopping you from doing it. And I feel like they see that now. It sort of makes it a little bit more real. It's paved the way. There's a pathway a bit clearer. It's always good to see someone close to you do it and then you know you can kind of follow in that path yeah, if you sure. work. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. If someone's like a Whitaker and Volkanovski and all those guys that are uh, like doing it for Australia, sometimes they're over east. So like if you have a Perth person, if you're a Perth-based gym, you can kind of see it closer. is possible. Because yeah. like, Perth always gets a little bit shat on for being the most like isolated city and <laughs> yeah. uh, behind keep the it times. You know what I <laughs> mean? But like we've got so much good things going here as well. So it's I mean, I'd imagine a young guy or girl would be like, Jack's doing it from my gym. I've, I've got a focus I can do. Yeah, it's pretty cool sure. being a role model. I even so saw like cool. Aquinas College. Obviously, you went to Aquinas. That was funny. They're yeah. sharing it, like cage fighting. That, yeah. The days I That's never so thought I'd see a PSA what do you school, mean? I was Aquinas College. On the Insta or something? Yeah, <laughs> like that proud former student, Jack Della, just lying there, guys just on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight at school lunchtime, but <laughs> doing the cage. <laughs> like for like a, a prestigious school like that to yeah, celebrate yeah. it. It's amazing. I was like, the the Jack Della era is in full effect. Yeah. And I've got a lot of kids in cricket that go to Aquinas and we've actually had some questions come in on the Instagram for some young kid. I don't know him, but he just wrote like, ask Jack what he, um, what he likes about Aquinas or what he thinks about Aquinas. Yeah. So like the school kids are already like That's on so there. Good. Yeah. Fuck, it's funny. Mate, uh, did you laugh when you saw that? Yeah, I was shocked, but like, it was so <laughs> cool. Eh? Same time, I was like, nice boys, like Christian school. <laughs> And I made it beating some guy up. He's hey. doing it for Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. Have you had cousins that you never knew about come out of the woodwork? Or <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. What did Max Dead say? He's got heaps of friends he didn't know about in the mines, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rothy was like Max Dead, or Rothy was it? Yeah. Said you've got heaps of friends um, that do FIFO now. You'd never know. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, mate. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so mate, cool. I've got to say, like Perth, I've lived in lots of different places and um, travelled and worked in lots of different places. And this is the best place I've ever been. Like, I, I absolutely adore Perth. And if you could give me a free ticket to go and set up my life anywhere else, I would stay here. Yeah, right. I, I think keep it isolated and keep <laughs> everybody out and let's just keep it to ourselves. Nice. So what's the um, plan for here with some of the Eternal and all the other million things you're juggling at the moment? Yeah, just, just rolling on um, with Eternal. Just keep trying to put on good fights and, and grow the sport and get more people like Jack getting the platform to go and achieve great things in his sport. And like really the sport here is, is so high. It's such a high standard, but there's problems. Like people don't want to fight people and the best people won't fight each other. And everyone's looking past the immediate goal of um, being the best in Australia and already thinking about the UFC. And for me, and this is what I encourage my boys to do is if you can't beat the best people in, in Australia, why would you waste your time for a t-shirt, <laughs> yeah. you know, to get your brain fucking punched in, in front of millions of people, like be the best in Australia first, fight everybody here, become undeniable and, and get your shot and be ready. Yeah. Like, well, you've got to walk before you can crawl kind of thing. Yeah. It's like the pathway, isn't it? It's like, you can't play again. I use cricket example. You can't play for Australia without playing for WA. For sure. You can't play yeah. for WA without playing great cricket. Like, yeah. You've got yeah. to do your time. And if you do get exactly. rushed, you never, there's no one that ever gets rushed ahead of schedule and does well. Like, very rarely. Like, LeBron you know, James. You, you, no, but LeBron like, he, James? Yeah, but he was ready though, wasn't he? Like, he's a freak. Mate, there's 1% of people that yeah. will, will achieve that. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like when people put you ahead of 
where you're at purely on potential, but you haven't actually put the work in, that yeah. can be devastating. Like, For sure. So, you got, so it's almost like Yeah, people just need, need to understand that this is game is fucking dangerous. And yeah, maybe you haven't been knocked spark out yet, but if you go to the wrong level too quickly and get rendered unconscious like badly, there's could be dramatic effects on your, your health. You don't want to be <laughs> swimming in a wrong pond. Do you know what I mean? Like 100%. become the biggest fish in Australia first and, and mitigate that risk and work out that you are actually able to hang at the highest level. Yep. Stop fucking fighting bums and, and check and sort of, blowing up your record so you can get yourself badly hurt. Because sadly, there's plenty of examples of guys that were rushed on hype and then they get to the top and they just get, their careers just fall away. And what's the point? And and for me, life is is a one-shot deal. Like you get one try, you might as well enjoy it. If you don't enjoy the process and you're just doing it to be somewhere, like the process, like I just said, the process is everything. So if you don't enjoy that process and you just want that end part, it's probably the wrong game yeah. because 90% of your life is going to be fucking miserable and painful. Do you feel like your time with Eternal and doing this, the national scene here and then having those events that are in front of like the HBF Stadium or events you've done here where you're in front of a couple of thousand people and you've done the travelling over east, do you reckon that makes you feel like you're ready when you play, go to those arenas in the UFC? Because you've, kind of, you've kind of fought in front of bigger crowds than usual than I reckon yeah. a lot of other fighters coming up the local scene would have. Yeah, for sure. I, to be honest, I was, I reckon I get no more, I was more nervous for some of the eternal fights than the um, UFC fights. I don't <laughs> know why. more, pe- more yeah, people in the crowd, you know, sort of, Yeah, it was just like <laughs> more people I knew in the crowd, that sort of thing. Like it was closer to home. Yeah. And Jack, yeah, maybe hun- a little bit of it, um, I know you can't just rest on your laurels, but UFC, you've kind of, achieve something you're already in the big promotion so it's all gravy whereas in yeah. eternal you kind of like you want to get to that end yeah. so you had more nerves at the start maybe yeah i think I, yeah i'm definitely not saying i'm not nervous in the these the ufc fights but yeah for sure eternal did help heaps eh? yeah we always had a solid crowd and it was there's not much different to how eternals ran and the ufc's run yeah except obviously ufc's a massive fucking machine but everything it's very Everything's smoothly run and it seems like it's a very professional organisation. Thank God for Cam. (laughs) (laughs) That's nothing to do with me. Um, Is there any uh, cards coming up? Yeah, July 16 on the Goldie and then August 20 back here at the HBF. Ah, see. I'd love to get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what was it like doing Ariel Hawani? That was funny. (laughs) That was sick. 1 a.m. you had to wake up. eh? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Like It was just one of those things you just yeah, pinch yourself and enjoy it because eh? yeah. it's pretty pretty cool <laughs> he does his homework too hey yeah, he, yeah he's very very he knows exactly what he, he's the he is probably out there with the best one of the best journalists in the sport wouldn't he he's yeah, the biggest oh, he'd have to be the highest rating so like yeah. to get on that I feel like it's getting on like Dave Letterman back in the day or something <laughs> as a fighter like you've got five minutes um, yeah, it, was cool. it was cool to see on there I almost feel like it's like a bucket list thing seeing as a fighter to be on Aero Hawani and I imagine yeah. it probably gives you some pretty good like followers and media yeah. hype when you do that. But yeah, for sure. It is definitely he's definitely the man of MMA journalism. <laughs> Did he ask any curveball questions or he was pretty straight and narrow? Yeah, eh? he was pretty straight and narrow. There was nothing crazy. You is could it? tell he really respected that Jack woke up at one AM to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loves the Australian New Zealand commitment to getting up and doing that, hey. 
Oh, he's trying to change your name, wasn't he? Yeah, he's trying to change like Tim, it. Yeah, Tim's trying to change your name, isn't he? So what's your- My ac- full name's actually Giacomo Della Maddalena. How do you spell that? G-I-A-C-O-M-O. Oh, Giacomo. that makes more sense. So it's like Jack in Italian, basically. Giacomo. Yeah. Giacomo. <laughs> I reckon if you really blow up, bring out a fragrance with that name. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on a bottle now. Just like on top of this. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a fragrance. Yeah, hey. it does. It sounds real like high end. Giacomo. Yeah. yeah. Smell good while you bash people. <laughs> Imagine he did change his name and people look at the card like, who's this oh, dude? Oh, yeah. 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 Rebirth. He seems to have a good, there's a really good, like you, you've got a good management aid with Paradigm. Yeah, Tim, Tim is the man. And yeah, Paradigm, they're awesome. Tim is, it's, he's, we're just lucky. He's like a Perth mate. He's like a good mate. And he's not like dealing with an annoying manager. I mean, you could have some annoying managers, I can imagine. But he's just, yeah, one of the he's boys. The man, yeah. He's the, the best manager in the world in MMA. Like, yeah. he literally is. And, and the fact that it just seems like sometimes you think this is all a bit too, like, it's meant to be. You know what I mean? Like, with the contacts you have. Yeah, so, yeah and just yeah. how it's all worked out. Like two fights into Jack's UFC career, here he is, you know, yeah. making a splash. And Tim has been a big part of that. Like we were saying in the car on the way here, like we would have got there in the end, but it probably would have taken us a lot longer without Tim to be where we're, we're at now. Yeah. Um, just because of who Tim is and the influence he has. And, you know, he's a man of his work. If he says he's going to do something, he, he does it. And a, and a lot of people yeah. in business value that. And, um, yeah, that's cool. Everything's just in the right place at the right time. Yeah, right? and it's, it's just, all like yeah. we're all just a bunch of local, normal people that are just living this pretty weird, cool period yeah. in, in life together and we just have fun yeah. doing it. Do you hear from the Paradigm crew seem to be pretty close? Do you ever like get a message from McGregor saying well done? Because he yeah. seems to celebrate a bit of the Paradigm fight. I think when you first signed, he, yeah. he wished you well. Because like, Audio Tart runs Paradigm, is that correct? Yeah. And then does Tim run the whole fighter side of things Tim's that like, um, president of, uh, Tim's president of MMA. Yeah. And I think already, cause they have other athletes and stuff and other, other sports, but Tim's pretty much like maybe like, I don't know fully, but he's sort of already sits at the top. And then I think it's Tim. Yeah. And then Tim recruits that. the talent in a way or like has those conversations with the audio that there's prospects coming through. Yeah, and he's kind of leading that sort of shit, yeah. which is pretty exciting. I mean, he's only a young guy himself, twenty nine, and he's getting the the job done. Incredible, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah foremost, cool. he's a fight fan. Hey, he generally loves fighting. Yeah, he's just yeah. a fucking great guy, man. He's just a honest, humble, down to earth, like West Australian. Like Love that's what, that's what he is, and he loves MMA. <laughs> like he trains with us when we go down there. He'll jump on the pads and do some pads with us in the mornings and stuff that's like sick. that when we're working yeah. out. Yeah, it's just like having another one of the boys around. Yeah. It's it's great. Did you, um, when you get your bonus, have any like really stupid purchases you wanted to make? <laughs> nah, no, I feel no. like that's a dangerous, like when they get the bonus, it's like money you weren't exactly expecting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, like two like, trips to baby bunting. <laughs> that's gone. Yeah, yeah. That's so expensive. <laughs> it's got a bugaboo, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first thing I actually bought was a tumble dryer. That was oh, it. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Makes life easier, eh? The old tumble, I've never had a dryer. <laughs> you want a bonus, bro. <laughs> Does that go straight in? Is that like Uncle Dana 
has just PayPal. No, it actually hasn't even hit me yet. Apparently, it takes a while. Floyd Mayweather pays the uh, apparently pays the bonuses <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. Psych, <laughs> uh, you got to take the tumble dryer back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comes through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, that would get chewed up. A couple of we'll chip in. We'll chip in in the room. We'll, some baby uh, wipes, formula, <laughs> yeah, some nappies. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had to buy the old school nappies that you wash. Yeah. What, um, <laughs> can you think in your balls. life of like some terrible purchases you've made? Anything? Fucking heat. A gym? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one gym. <laughs> Once upon a time. But uh, um, my, I'm very guilty of like buying cheap and having to replace. Like, yeah. So that's probably where my most terrible purchases come. Or well, something that just sits in your house and you look at it and just go, why do I buy that? Some things I... I always get torn. Like if you buy a really good, like an Akubra hat at the time, you're like, why am I spending fucking 150, 250 bucks on a hat? But then you've got it 10 years later and you're like, that was the best purchase ever. Yeah. So sometimes you pay for the quality and it pays off. And then other times you can get like a Chinese $5 equivalent and you're like, (laughs) I get reminded every day of a purchase, but I kind of, and slowly realizing it was a waste of money, but at least reminds me every day I bought like a water tank base, those half boxing men that like yeah. uh, <laughs> the rebel sport. Yeah. It, was like, it was like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber he's walking out with all this stuff like I think I went to the shops for like nappies and I walked out with an inflatable boxing man yeah, I've, used it, you bring that up. I've used it twice and it's on my balcony yeah. and just sits there in the wind like. <laughs> I was thinking how like you're so good at throwing like shit out but the one thing that you've travelled everywhere from house to house is that big dude eh? he's like my ginger stong man he's <laughs> <laughs> so heavy like the water is like reminds you of it all every time like, what, what did she fu- say because I'm like I can't really argue because I generally have used it twice and I remember, like, <laughs> was like flappy <laughs> in it for like 20 minutes and then poured <laughs> but it sits on my balcony and looks over the coast it's in the wind <laughs> nothing like it's a rusty. good impulse bio yeah. and Brilliant. I remember we moved into the house the the removalists like were so struggling to carry it because there's so much water in there but the bolts are so rusted it's beyond return I can't even like get it off <laughs> so you have to, to carry it with the water still <laughs> That's probably the worst. Oh, what about you, Jack? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Not nothing. Something will hit me though. I bought a Subaru point. Liberty once. I had, <laughs> I had it for fucking six months. And I was like, this is the most boring dog shit piece of car I've ever owned. I'm fucking selling it. I don't care what it costs me. I don't want it anymore. You got rid of it. Yeah, got rid of it. Yeah. Wait, we have so many questions here for you. I might yes. just go through yeah. a couple. We put it out, I think, and then you reposted it. I can't even, I need a full-time editor here to go through some of these. It's all the cousins. <laughs> a lot of people here. Um, someone goes, so Benjamin Biscotto said best memories from high school. Best memories from high school. Probably, to be honest, I remember we beat Hale rugby year 12. Oh no, year 11 first, like first time we beat in Hale and that was sick. Fuck, I heard they're going to take it out this year. They're like a really good team. Hale. Yeah, are they, was, have they always been strong? They've always been strong at rugby. Yeah. League, this is? What's that? League or Union? Union. Union, yeah. Um, Brody Lieback, I said, what school did you go to? We've yeah, answered that before. Aquinas. Uh, there is one for Ben when he gets back. <laughs> ben P underscore Smith said, who do you think will be champion by the time you reach the top five? Ooh, I reckon Shavkat Rachmanov. And I reckon I'll fight him. That's a mouthful. I th- yeah, he's really good. <laughs> I reckon he's, if I look at the world, I reckon he's the best at the moment. You've talked about him before on the podcast, right? You rate him, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. think he's awesome. I've loved fighting him. Where's he from? Kazakhstan. Ah. Oh. 
Carmody J6728 said, who would you like to fight next? I want to see you knock out Ian Gary. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, Ian Gary would be a sick fight, but I don't think that will happen for... I think they'll just keep trying to build him and like... But hopefully, hopefully in Ireland one time. Man, How do the rankings there. work? Does it go to 15 and then it stops? I think it goes to 15 and then they do. I don't... Maybe Ben would know more about that. The rankings UFC, they go to 15, 15 and then there yeah. is it just... Then so there's no, no, there's yeah, no open. 16th. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, then it gets to be a weird eight because I saw Arnold Allen has dropped down to like number seven after his impressive performance, but there's sort of that like... The rankings are pants, let's face it. Biased, yeah, the, the, the rankings yeah. are terrible. But once you get in there, you're kind of in the mix. Yeah, you? you just want to be in there somewhere and then you can probably get anyone. Like in, inside the top 10, you could probably get a title shot and inside the top 15, you could probably get a top tenner. Yeah. Jeff underscore Thompson asked who are some of the fighters that Jack took inspiration from growing up? Ooh, Jeff Thompson a fastball? Yeah, Bob Ruwell. <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot. I liked watching the Diaz brothers, always exciting. I like watching Masvidal, his old fights. Um, and like Robbie Lawler and like Vanderlei Silva, probably those sort of. Lawler's got a fight coming up, eh? But if you watch Jack's style, and it's been noticed online now, he is a hybrid sort of Connor with the timing and the the sort of fadeaway counter striking and the Diaz with the slapping and like getting in people's faces and throwing fast combinations. So I think that there's definitely, even if it's subconscious, been some influence, which are great people to be influenced by. (laughs) I was going to say that. I've noticed that a lot of comments on your stuff. Nick Diaz keeps coming. Nick Diaz, McGregor, Nick Diaz, McGregor. Keeps The names keep popping up. Hopefully you get the dough one day. Yeah. (laughs) Get that Lamborghini yacht (laughs) on the Swan River. (laughs) (laughs) It's that thing, eh? It's out of fucking control. That's a bad buy, I reckon, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I reckon that's on the list, eh? That's on the list, for sure. Not when you've got billions, you can just... No, nah, that was the first thing I thought too. Seen, eh? Wait, you see a water-based boxing man on the on the deck? <laughs> and, you know, he's really gone too far. Eh? <laughs> but that's an impulsive from hell because he had to wait years for that. Because eh? yeah, they had yeah. to build it. Yeah, true. He rocked up to the freaking Formula One on that thing. It's kind of like when you're really horny, but then you ejaculate, like you get your centers back. <laughs> <laughs> by the time he's done that, it's ready. And he's yeah. like, oh, I thought that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking straight down. He's like, oh, that was a regret. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anthony.C95 said, do you sell any merch? Would love to rep it and support you directly. Oh, that's sick. You can, get, to- but you can get some shirt on Engage Industries online at the moment. You can get some Della t-shirts. Is that the black and white one with the Della right at the top? Face on it. Yeah, that one's sick. <laughs> keep, keep your ears pricked back there, Anthony P, because uh, we're about to drop yeah, some shit. We'll Ooh, some yeah. Yeah, that's going. I know sure. the scrappy. Nah, this is a complete, like, a uh, bit of a collab between a few of us. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. How good. Sign us up. When can we know more about this? In um, the coming days. Yeah, we're just, uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting on, like, logos and stuff to Fuck get yeah. sorted. Um, but it's going to be, like, limited collections, high quality, um, with a strong link towards one of our favorite pastimes. Um, so it would be like not just clothing. Yeah, sweet. And uh, shirts or rashies or everything? No, we're or? going like smart casual. So yeah, like nice. some stuff that's not too in your face, but that you could wear out like on a cash night out and still still look the bizzo. Yep. Nice. Um, 
Barbershop Media, can you ask Jack why he didn't let his opponent live until the second round so I could collect? <laughs> <laughs> I always say, back me in the first round. I'll try and do it early every time. Eh? No so that's not enough commitment from you. <laughs> yeah, get some balls. Um, ben, for you, to Ben, what? this is from Drillich Combat Academy. Oh, God. To, to Ben, what advice would you give another coach on creating a successful team? Nice. I didn't know Drillich was a pod listener. Shout out. Yeah, he, um, yeah. him and his brother are legends. And Ant, yeah. Ant comes down and trains with us pretty much full time now, which is a sick like um, example of his commitment to the sport. Like he travels from June up down to us um, daily. So, yeah. And he's got his own gym, so respect to Ant and Brandon's yeah, obviously legends. the man running things up there. Um, what would I advise? Just um, be as dedicated as the fighters are. Like lead from the front. I say lead from the front. I don't lead from the front, but I, I'm not afraid to do what the boys are doing at a much lesser level. But um, get stuck in. Be and be friends. Like first, because you need trust. Like trust is so important. Don't be a cunt. Is probably like a. There's a lot of coaches that are cunts. Don't have an ego. Like you can learn as much from someone in your class as, as you can teach them. So um, be open minded and, and yeah, just be a good person and be someone someone mentally that the, the boys can rely on because you should be that little bit older and, and, and wiser and you should be able to be there for them to lean on you a little bit sometimes. But, yeah, have fun and enjoy the process. I think that's the key. That's good advice. And Muhammad Salam said, what's Jack's walking weight off and on fight camp? <laughs> I thought he was going to ask for uh, email and password. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know. I don't weigh myself until a week of the fight just uh, for my own mind benefit. Eh? Yeah. So I actually have no idea, but I'm guessing it's probably in the high 80s kilos. Were you weighed to fight 193, didn't you? I think, yeah, but I You've reckon- You've got pounds on us. Well, cause, just because that's- I reckon, the, I yeah, I think my fight, when I fought this time around, I was probably like 86 kilos, 85 kilos. <laughs> was there locks on the scales and shit after the card before yours? Weren't they talking about 24 hour security? Yeah, because of the stitch up for it's changing Oliveira. it from pounds to kilos and <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Braden Dot Doherty, Legend 2022, said optimal time for gummies on a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, not kicking in before you start. <laughs> like, you don't want to start when. Like that day, I was so relaxed. I was like laying down. The sun was beating down on me. Some dude was playing some chilled music on the guitar. And, and then like Mitch was like, Ben, uh, Foxy's just come in. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to run up this hill. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let him kick him um, when you've of, started. A lot of people are saying get Jack on that France card ASAP. Um, I would love to. There was a funny one here. At Michelle Della Maddalena. Yeah, on that Michelle yes, Michelle's that on that one. this one. Did she tell you? Oh, wait, Michelle, Michelle has asked, Della Madalena, ask Ben to pronounce Mario. 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 <laughs> said Mario Kart in brackets. Like, Mario Kart. We Mario. had a bet. It's been going on for a long time. Michelle's a, a, a bit of a, like, she talks a good game and then won't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, we have this Mario Kart. Um, we like playing Mario Kart on the Switch. <laughs> Where does Mario Kart come from? <laughs> It's Mario Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Look, Mario is how, supposed, is how you're supposed to say it. So um, I actually played Michelle in Singapore for the the way we say the word. So if I was to lose to Michelle, I'd have to say Mario Kart like yeah. the rest of you weirdos. 
But <laughs> if I was to win, I she has to say Mario Kart. Mario. Who won? Me. Oh, no. <laughs> so Sounds like you're trying to say the bit that's in the middle of your bone. <laughs> Marrow. Yeah. Marrow. Yeah, just put an eye in there and you're sweet. <laughs> Tom underscore Hendo said, What's Dana like? Who knows? <laughs> I think he is the way like the way he looks on TV from what I've had discussions with him, he's the same as that, basically. Pretty straight to the point. Yeah. Do you think Dana is going to give you Kevin Holland as your next fight? That's from Joe.erskine one. I don't know, but hopefully. Fuck, did you that see his last fight, fight on the weekend? I didn't see it. I will watch it though. He's fucking great. sick. He's good. He's good. Because he dropped, yeah, he was up higher yeah, class yeah. now he's down. Eh? He looks so much skinnier. for Jack. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's got 50 Gs written all over it and another first round knockout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the sickest fight. Because Kevin's had- not going to stand back. Like, and that's, I say that respectfully, like he's going to come to fight. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the worst thing ever for that dude, I think, that set him back was when he beat um, – what's the, the jiu-jitsu dude? Jack Ray. Yeah, Jack Ray. he knocked Jack Ray out from, from his the, back. Yeah. God, hey. And then he thought, oh, I can wrestle or something, hey. Because, yeah. he, like, he beat, like, the yeah. arguably the best jiu-jitsu guy. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu himself under Travis Luter, so he's got decent yeah. – he would have decent jiu-jitsu, but I think he wants to fight. Like, he wants to get in yeah. there and just have a scrap. But that was a freakish knockout in the guard. <laughs> Crazy. You don't then, see that. That's two decades all, of getting really. punched in the canister for Jacare, isn't it, when you're getting knocked out off your back? Yeah. Right, you shouldn't be fighting. He's a long um, dude as well. Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously deceptively long as well. Yeah. There's a couple more here. Elderly infant. <laughs> Thoughts on amateur MMA? Will it ever be comparable to amateur boxing at some point? Spoke question for you, Ben. Um, amateur MMA serves two purposes for me. One is if you want to be a pro, it's an apprenticeship. So try and get find someone that can beat you and take the hardest fights you can. Um, I'm not sure that's how amateur boxing works, but uh, and or the other thing is if, if you don't want to fight pro, then then you can try and have a career as an amateur, you know, win titles, stay undefeated, all that shit. But if you want to be a prof- good professional fighter, just go out and get beat at amateur and find the hardest fights you can yeah. and learn all the, the tough stuff early. Don't want to learn it in your first pro fight where it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, boxing, I don't know, boxing, they fight every weekend. I don't think you can do that in MMA. It's too hard. Yeah. Unless it's two minutes, 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack can fight, fight every <laughs> You want to fight that night? Yeah, yeah, I was ready. Tim Park, shout out to Regal Jesus. He said, in Costa's title fight, was there ever a discussion about throwing in the towel and have you ever done it before? Yes, there was a discussion about throwing in the towel and Rod actually told me not to. Yeah. Um, was that purely because his leg was so compromised? Yeah, he just wasn't doing anything. I'm not going to leave someone in the cage to get beaten up. Like, he has a life, he has a gym, he has a family. Like my job is to keep him safe. And yeah. I have thrown the towel in before, not very often. And, and it was actually an amazing shot at the Italian club. I threw the towel and it landed on top of the fighter that was on top of my fighter. So um, props me for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would throw the towel in hundred um, percent. I will always give the fighter the option first and let him know that my intention is to do that. And if you don't check, like if I get the chance to get in between rounds of them, which are, if I'm going to throw the towel in, there's probably been a round. Um, at least then then I would definitely warn them that if they keep just taking a beating, I'm going to throw the towel in. Yep. I'm not going to put them there to get hurt. And I think any coach would do the same thing. Turns out a good call that you didn't know because he 
got something out of that last minute, hey, yeah. to like hang his hat on. For sure. Yeah. And then look, he made it to the end. So, and, he, and there's no lasting damage. So happy days. But, you yeah. know, uh, he, I actually did say to him, Rod, I'm going to throw the towel in if you don't do something. And he actually upped his game and, and went out and did a bit more. So, yeah. Happy days. RC Bell 90 said, who gets the better of each other in sparring and who sleeps on top slash bottom bunk? <laughs> I think you might talk about your brother, maybe. Yeah, hopefully he's not talking about me. Because there, there was another question about Josh, who would win in an arm wrestle, Jack or Josh? Oh, I mean, Josh has some big arms. He's <laughs> got the leverage on your head. Hey, like, like, the yeah. limb would be a bit longer. Definitely got leverage. Josh is way Should taller than I thought he was when you stand next to him. He's a unit, hey? He's big boy. Has yeah, he got? He is. Is he got any fights coming up? Is he? I know he's like a man of doing boxing. He, he's got MMA, the itch. everything. Yeah, he's got the itch got again. The it's itch. just balancing it with his lifestyle, and uh, he wants to be a middleweight, so he wants to put a bit of weight on and um, be a big middleweight. But look out, Josh has every potential to be where Jack is. Like J- Josh is that good for him. He just loves to fight too much that sometimes he forgets to use his techniques. Yeah. <laughs> but he has all the techniques, and he's phenomenal. And um, he could definitely be where Jack is if he applies himself. I think. Thanks so much for all the questions. It's literally like way more than that. We've seriously yeah. got like a crazy amount of questions for both of you. So shout out to everyone Thank that you. sent them in. We try to get to a few. We might answer another next time we're on. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't get to see that um, Qatar versus Emmett? I haven't seen it. I do I want watched to watch it. it though. Yeah. I, I actually thought Kata won. Yeah. Yeah. But, From a technical, because um, you yeah. love the jab Yeah. And look at the face, like the face tells, oh. tells a story to me. Yeah. Like if that's a fight and you stand the two men next to each other at the end and, and damage is one of the main scoring components in MMA, stand, just stand the two lads next to each other at the end of the fight. Mm. It tells a, a story to me, but it was close. And, uh, you know, but, but I don't fancy either of them against Volkanovski, to be honest with you. Yeah. Do you, I, f- do, do you feel like there's a gap, there's a big gap between the top echelon and the featherweight and the contenders? I so. think it's just that Volk is that good. I think yeah. there's and a same. gap between Volk and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. How do you so do you reckon the Holloway fight will be as close as the other two, or do you reckon he's he's ran away a little bit? It's I gonna think, be interesting to see how Holloway is looking. I don't think Max is peak Max anymore. Like I think Max had his time. He had that little run where he was until he found Alex, right? And Alex is twenty two fights undefeated now. Yeah. His fight IQ, honestly, having had interactions with him and been in the gym with him and, and stuff like that, only very briefly, um, and having conversations with him, like on a deep level about technique and stuff, which is what I love to do. He's one of my favorite people to talk to about fighting. He knows it. Like yeah. his fight IQ, I'm sure Jack will, will attest to that from having felt it in the cage. Like his fight IQ is next level. Yeah. Next level. I love how he just, he's so about the base, hey, disrupting the opponent's base and. Well, for me, fighting is a is a battle of balance. Like whoever's off balance more is going to lose. Yeah. So if you can maintain your balance, you you will win. Like ninety nine percent, apart from like one one in a million bingo shot. Like, but if you're balanced, you shouldn't be getting hit with that. So, for me, if you've got good balance and, and you can put your opponent out of balance, that's how you win fights. Yeah, he's really good at like finding your mid movement and like when there's a spot when you're moving at a point where you've already committed to moving and there's nothing you can do he will get you in that like that spot where you've already committed yeah. and he'll make you commit like <laughs> yeah. he makes you commit and then capital it's phenomenal because he's like he, yeah. I remember him sparring with Becker who's obviously considerably taller than Volk but he was landing his jab and Becker wasn't and I asked him about it afterwards and he, and he said well it's my footwork like I step back to make him step in and then I step back in as he steps in and he's moving yeah it's something like that anyway. It, it was phenomenal, like the level of detail that he's working on. Watching you guys roll 
with him that day. Like, it just looks like he's so strong. His gravity, like his sense of gravity, because he's like yeah. built like a nugget. <laughs> do you feel it for yeah. like a guy? Because you're obviously a lot heavier than him, yeah. strong. But do you feel yeah, his sort of strength? For sure. Yeah, just like him. To it, he's just so strong for his size, and because he's so small, he's like. He's probably not as heavy, but like you can tell he's just a strong guy that's just small, basically. And he's not prepared to lay on his back for a second, eh? He's nah. just like when you were doing positional starts, he's just out of there. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's, he's not hanging around, that's, eh? That's how it's got to be. You let a good wrestler get settled in a position on you, you're in trouble. Yeah. We did um, – shout out to Adele, actually. She's a brown belt from our gym. She just won the ADCC trials, so she's going over to, nice. the, to the big that's dance. Awesome. But, yeah, the other day that's we were doing um, – Take down, and but the, you just weren't allowed to get pinned on your back or whatever. And it was, I think, three minute rounds, which is kind of long. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. for you. But for that kind of training. Yeah, yeah. Like and I just by the end of it, when I was fatigued, I'd forget, and I'd just like try and get to a position. She's like, "Off your back," and I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like, that's I, a good yeah. drill. It's that mentality. Hey, that you can't accept positions. You yeah, know? and you have to like. Almost as you're getting taken down, you have to be thinking, not oh shit, I've been taken down. You have to think, how do I, how am I going to get up? Even yeah. before you've hit the deck, you have to be thinking about getting on your side, scrambling. Like you can't allow these top level wrestlers yeah. to have top control on you because you're yeah. going to stay there for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. What's um your thoughts on the two seven six card? So we just talked about Vulcan Max. What about Izzy and Kennedy? It's I, a gimme fight. Yeah, Kennedy is a beast, but I think Izzy's just too good that yeah. perfect style for Izzy you know yeah. like Izzy wants someone who's going to attack him yeah because he's a counter puncher and that's why Rob did better this time he was a bit more patient yeah and when you come for Izzy which is how Cannoneer has to approach it I think yeah he can't he's not technical enough to stand on the outside when you come for Izzy you end up sleeping so yeah Strickland Pereira that's an interesting fight we're going to find out about Pereira in, in this what weight's that one uh, that's Your middle middleweight middle weight yeah, middle weight. yeah okay. Izzy I think the winner of that will get the winner of Izzy Cannoneer, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, Strickland's yeah. kind of come from nowhere, hey? Well, not nowhere, but well, he's, he's been kind in the of- UFC for so long, but he's had a little sort of resurgence. But again, I don't think at the top level he's technical enough. I don't think being a scrappy, tough dude at Izzy's striking level is good enough. Yeah, okay. Mm. But I don't know how that goes with Pereira. Like, Pereira's a good striker too. Is, is Strickland going to wrestle him? I don't know. Like, does Strickland wrestle anyone? Like, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Misha Murphy? I don't know. I'd give it a massive who cares. Like. <laughs> uh, O'Malley, Munoz. I think that's probably uh, a perfect style yeah, for O'Malley. It. Just yeah. like a short guy that's trying to brawl. I think O'Malley will piece him up. And I, I hope so. I like O'Malley. O'Malley's cool. Yeah, he's funny, eh? I think that's just a p- perfect fight for O'Malley. Yeah. But, yeah, tough dude. Pedro. Well, did you say Cara France? I missed that bit. Oh, no, we didn't talk about Kai. Having seen like Brandon Moreno train, it's going to be tight, that one, because Kai obviously has power, but Moreno doesn't give up. Like you literally have to render him unconscious to stop him. And and he's he can go the distance, five fives, no dramas. Yeah. So um, I think Kai can get it done. I think he's got the power at flyweight to get it done and the, and the skill. How did their first one go? I don't remember. I know Moreno won. I think that was a three. Yeah, it was, was it three, three rounds. Decision. Decision. And yeah, I think okay. it was pr- close. Yeah. It's hard to say yeah, who's going to be more since then, yeah. hey, because they've both just done so much. It's going to be yeah. an epic fight, that one. That yeah, whole international fight week, is that a goal of yours to get on one of those cards? Not red. It never has been, but it would be sick. It'd be insane. Right? Yeah. 
We were over there for it. Went just had what by coincidence when the Mendez McGregor fight was on uh, and Aldo pulled out. And we were in Vegas for that whole week, only purely because our flight got cancelled back to LA. So we just stayed in Vegas because we we're going to come back anyway for that fight. And it was pretty cool to see the buzz, like their fighters everywhere, Dana, like the yeah. buzz around Vegas is pretty something special. And I can only imagine post COVID, everyone's itching to yeah. do something now the world's kind of resumed. Where's so. your dream location? Is it Perth, your dream location? For sure. Fight? I think fighting in Perth would be insane. But then, fight, yeah, Perth would definitely. One hundred percent on top of that list, like full crowd in Perth. Oh, I wanted you to epic. say London. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desperate to go to a fight in London. Mate, uh, play some Mario Kart. But yeah, yeah play some Mario Kart. Punch in face. Like, <laughs> if somewhere next card that you're on, if it's kind of similar distance, even out of Australia, Singapore is, or if it's in New Zealand or over Middle East, East we're there, eh? yeah, I'd definitely go. If it was like Middle East, I would hundred percent be keen to go. <laughs> well, maybe make sure your passport's in date. It is. Might be oh. in the Middle East. Yeah, because I, I reckon – I, so, I was actually kind of had FOMO seeing it in America. You know, I was in America loving it. Singapore, I was like – it feels like it's kind of like a short distance from Australia, like easy enough to get to. It's the same as Sydney. You could like, exactly. Going to yeah. Sydney. And I was yeah. like, it's just so cool. That, I, I think that's that, why so many UFC's like, opened up again. Yeah. That Australian 100%. card, you, you, the Perth roof would blow off. Perth would be insane. Yeah, Perth, Perth RAC with like 15,000 in there. Because that, that arena is sick to watch. Anything it's an amazing in. arena. Yeah. yeah. I have a dream of putting a show on in there one day. I reckon you will. I will. And Style Bender had his debut there. That was that yeah. card, Rockhold and Romero, yeah. I think. Yeah, and that went, yeah. that went off, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Imagine a Perth boy in the house. Oh, he's sick. Man, it'd, it'd be insane. <laughs> and then hopefully, like, you don't know who could be on, like, Becker or someone. Stephen like, Ersegg, yeah, maybe. All the, like, they would have to, yeah. Stephen Ersegg, he's in Contender Series. Like, watch out for that guy. For When's like, that on? Cool boys would be sick. August 13, I think he fights. Yeah. So about seven weeks away. It's my birthday. Mm. Mm. It's going to be a good day. Ersegg. Do you go, are you going over with him? No, nah, no, nah, Dave, he just trains a couple of days with me. He's a Wilkes guy. Like, so his coach and his dad will go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just, yeah, he just comes in and shares a bit of knowledge. You know, he, he taught me some stuff yesterday. It's great to have him on the mats. And, but he's not, I'm no, by no means his coach. Like his coach is Dave Wilkes. But I just love Steve. He comes and he's finds the best training and Perfect. gets in with the lads and, you know, fits in with the ethos of the gym and isn't an idiot, doesn't try and hurt anyone in training, which is important to us because we never hurt each other really. Yeah. Um, and, and that's very important. So look out for him, though. I think he I would be the I get the feeling he was champ. the kid at school in the Faction Carnival that would just jump like 20 centimetres further than everyone in long jump and seems quite explosive. He's a, just a different athlete, man. He is yeah. a yeah. human elastic band almost looking thing, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Could just do anything. But strong as well. And, and he, he looks a bit like, like he doesn't look like a fighter, right? But he's got so much dog in him and there's no quitting him and, he, and he, mm. you know. I, I think he'll win the world title. I think he's the best flyweight in the world. I get the feeling as well when in his off time he's watching. Apart like, from Mini T. <laughs> he's watching um, every little video he can. Eh? He seems like he's just a student of the game. Like, loves For sure. It. Yeah. Who was that sick fight he had at Eternal? At Cody. Cody. That fight yeah. was, that blew the roof on that yeah, well, one. Yeah, Cody's another so one. Cody's another one that's got all the talent in the world. Yeah. yeah. He seems to also have quite a bit of a local following, hey? He does, yeah. He's a bit of a local a bit legend. Bit of a cult hero, eh? Hey? Yeah. 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 And um, Mini T's got a fight this weekend, eh? No, he's the week before it, the next Eternal. So he's got uh, pretty much a number one contender fight, I think, um, for one. Fuck so. yeah. What are your thoughts looking a little bit further ahead to that Paris card, that the Garn Bam Bam lineup? Do you think that's going to be a tough fight for Bam Bam or do you think he can get it done? 
I reckon it that way. Anybody can win. On any <laughs> given day. Yeah. I guess anyone can win on any given day anyway, but it's a bit more extreme at that way. I think if anyone gets hit, they can go down pretty quickly. I think as long as he's in good shape, you know, he needs to be fit. Gann's not going to go away. Um, you see that fight he had with Francis and um, you've got to be able to go five fives with him. Mm. So that'll be the thing for Bam Bam. I know he's, he's, ethos in training has changed now and he, he works really fucking hard so I'd love to see him do it and I think he can do it he's got that dynamite in his hands and, he, and he's got that dynamite in his not dynamite he's got a chin for days you know like so yeah. FTA I'm having a bit of a wait wear dream here but imagine like Bam Bam <laughs> God Bam Bam Jack I'm gonna take Stylebender Whitaker Kai Kara France Volker imagine that a stacked card like <laughs> Australia, New Zealand. So How cool would that be? Yeah, yeah amazing. Fuck. Yeah, no. I think it will happen, yeah. They should do a card like that and pit it against one, like just against USA, dude. Yeah. For Olympic style. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. That would be sick. All right. It's exciting times for the sport, guys. Yeah, thanks heaps for coming in, lads. No, thanks for having us Thank again. You. Apologies yeah. to the listeners. <laughs> no, that'll be frothing. We need to do another fight camp down south. I'm calling it was maybe our inspiration yeah. that got you over the line. <laughs> It was that state. Beach workout. <laughs> <laughs> was that when they were training on the beach and you did the nude run when that we were filming? Yeah, behind. I thought they could see the front roll. I think. <laughs> yeah, see <laughs> it. That was like the liver shot, eh? Yeah, yeah. the old turkey slap from behind, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Character building. All right. Well, yeah, we'll all be um, watching, supporting all the Grim Reapers family. Obviously, everyone loves you, both yeah. of you. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, dudes. Till next time. And uh, next all the patrons, time, much appreciated. Thanks. Yep. Shout out to patrons. Well, I've got you, yeah, Corey White, obviously previous Grin Reapers Hall of Famer or current Hall of Famer. He's been on the show a few times. We are, He's headlining a show in Mandra and he's calling for all Grin Reapers and Mandra crew or South River crew that want to go to it. It's at the Peel Manor House, July 9th. I'm going to MC it. Um, he's going to headline it. We've got some other really, really good comics on that. Uh, tickets you can get through. Go to his Instagram page, Nate Flog. Um, and there's a link there but it's going to be a really fun night that venue's incredible um, so yeah hopefully catch some crew there for a good night of comedy sounds good alright peace out legends cheers boys ciao if you only have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood IRA on top then they'll boost it by 3% you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get 3% on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk 3% match requires gold for one year from first match must keep IRA for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.